We've had a lot of breaking news this week, including tons of different stories and topics from around the world. So, without further ado, let's go around the slice. Welcome to episode 3 of the Around the Slice podcast with your host, The Slice. In today's episode, we will be discussing my NFL quarterback rankings for the upcoming 2021 NFL season. There will be no bonus segment today because I want to spend as much time and energy on these quarterback rankings as possible. So, without a minute to spare, let's get slicing. Alrighty, everyone, so I am here with my much-anticipated 2021 NFL quarterback rankings. I'm going to go in reverse order from 32 to 1, 32 being the worst starting quarterback in the league this year who will perform the worst, in my opinion, and 1, obviously pretty self-explanatory, being the best quarterback who will perform the best, in my opinion. Um, but we're going to have a little twist on it, if you will, per se. We're going to do half this week with this episode and half next week with next week uh, next week's episode as well. So today will be the bottom 16, 32 through 17 and next week will be and next week will be the top 16 with 16 through 1. So let's get started going in reverse order. Okay, so jumping right into it, jumping right into things at number 32, the bottom of the the very literally the bottom of the barrel here who I think will perform the worst. We have a number 32, in my opinion, worst turning quarterback in the 2021 NFL season going into the year. We have Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. Now, I know, I know. You might think I'm crazy. Um, I think Daniel Jones is being overhyped. He's got a lot of flaws. Yes, he's so, he shows flashes sometimes, but he's got a lot of flaws. Okay, he's not very mobile. He can't hold on the ball. He fumbles a lot, even though his offensive line or running back or Saquon might pick it up a lot. He fumbles a lot, and they bail him out a lot. And then last year, in one game against the Steelers, he had an 80-yard run, and he tripped on himself. He tripped on his own legs. So uh, it would have been a for-sure touchdown, but I, I remember that very vaguely. Um, But I know he upgraded his offense, per se. I'll get to this in a minute, but my thoughts on it. But I know they got Saquon at running back coming off an ACL injury. Well, I don't think he's a top run five running back in my opinion. You'll have to wait for my running back rankings for that, though. A little foreshadowing there. Uh, they got Saquon at running back at wide receiver. They got Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard still from last year returning. And I know they and I know they drifted Kadarius Toney in that tight end. They got Evan Engram. So they got some decent weapons there. By the way, Evan Engram, Evan Engram should, shouldn't have made the Pro Bowl last year over Robert Tunyon of the Green Bay Packers. Tunyon literally had... I know Tunyon only had like 700-something yards. Um, That's still a considerable amount for a tight end these days. Tight ends are kind of coming back, phasing out here and there. But he had 11 touchdowns. I mean, I had even heard of this guy before this year. And 11 touchdowns. You'll have to see where he ranks in my tight end rankings. I'm hoping he can get through every position here. But we're in the crunch time of the offseason, so I don't know. But, and they drafted Kadarius Tony, But I, I don't, I know, Saquon, Evan Engram, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, uh, Darius Slayton. I think this whole Giants team is being not, not overlooked. They're being overrated. The defensive side, while I like what they have on defense, um, I know 
because their defense over for, overperformed big time last year, and that's a positive. Not many people thought they would be as dominant as they were, per se. I know they cut Janoris Jenkins at corner, and he went to the Saints, I believe. Yeah, he went to the Saints. Um, and they had Eli Apple, who they cut to. Janoris Jenkins and Eli Apple, especially Eli Apple, were dirty players. So they now have Sam Beal at corner, who got injured last year or arrested, one of the two. And they drafted DeAndre Baker a couple years ago in the 2019 NFL Draft corner out of Georgia. Remember that very good, very vaguely here. And he got arrested with Quentin Dunbar. Dunbar was let off. His charges were dropped. Misdemeanors were dropped. But DeAndre Baker is facing prison time, I think. Not just Gerald, like legit prison time. Um, yeah, but they're not very good drafting in secondary, but they signed James Bradbury after his breakout year with the Panthers. I thought at the time they paid him, overpaid him a little bit, overpaid him a bit, but not by much. But it obviously paid off in that at safety they got I can't think on the top of my head around their secondary needs work but there's not many big name players that I remember on that defense I remember James Bradbury um they used to have Landon Collins yeah they used to have Landon Collins and then he went to the NC East rival Washington football team I believe so uh yeah correct me if I'm wrong but I don't really remember, but I think their whole team is Daniel, especially Daniel Jones is being overrated. Sterling Shepard's nothing special since he tore his ACL. I liked him, but after his injury, it just didn't look the same last year. And then Darius Slayton, even though I do like him, a couple years out of a couple years ago out of all, wide receiver out of Auburn, fourth-round pick, hidden gem. He did okay in his rookie year. Last year, he did well, and I think he's being a little overhyped for what he produces, and that is why I think the Giants as a team are being overhyped. The New York, New Jersey Giants, however you want to say it. Um, and I think Daniel Jones, especially, is being overhyped, overrated, whatever you want to call it. So that is why Daniel Jones is at number 32 as the worst quarterback in the league entering this year, in my opinion. Next, at number 31, we have quarterback Cam Newton of the New England Patriots. Now, look, I really don't know why they re-signed him. They re-signed him for one year. He can make up to $15 million. It's a base $8 million contract, but you can make up to $15 million with incentives and stuff. Even though I don't think Mac Jones is anything special, I still think Mac Jones will take over the starting job in, like, week maybe, like, six or seven. Bill Belichick, if Cam revitalizes himself, great, but I've never been a big Cam supporter. He's kind of a showboat in my opinion with all those fashion statements and stuff and I know they added um their defense they have some guys returning from last year who opted out like I know Patrick Chung at safety is returning from opt out Dante Hightower at linebacker he's getting up there in age but Dante Hightower's returning from opt out so they got some guys that are returning from opt out and then their center David Andrews was suspended earlier this offseason for the about last month right now it's July so but the beginning Beginning in June, he was suspended for the first six games, eight game, whatever it is, eight games of the season next year, the 2021-22 season next year, and he just decided to retire. Isaiah Wynn hasn't exactly panned out for them, but he didn't look too good last year. Um, Michael Wanahu, Isaiah Wynn, to be fair though, he injured and missed the whole rookie year a couple of years ago. Michael Wanahu out of Michigan, he looked, he looked, Honestly, it looked pretty promising. They still got Shaq Mason there. They reacquired Trent Brown from the Raiders, 
which, by the way, the Raiders gutted their whole offensive line with cutting Richie Incognito and then re-signing him, but and cutting Gabe, trading Gabe Jackson and then trading away Trent Brown. Trent Brown. So, uh, yeah, but uh, they got a pretty good offensive line. Defense, they re-signed Kyle Van Noy. Not re-signed, like, reacquired Kyle Van Noy because... Dolphins gave him a four-year, like, 80-something, $110 million contract last year. Or, I'm sorry, four-year, 90-something million dollar contract next year in that range. Last year, four-year, 90 million dollar contract last year. Kind of stuck here. And um, it, it didn't pan out. It was, he played pretty well, in my opinion, with Jerome Baker and all those guys on the defense for the um, Dolphins. But... From a purely quarterback standpoint, from the offense, that's what we're more concerned about with these quarterbacks. How can they produce with this regime, with this offense? Very confusing me when Cam Newton was resigned, when Cam was resigned. Um, Cam, I'm not a big fan of Cam. I know they signed, they signed the two best tight ends in the free agent market with Hunter Henry and from the away from the Los Angeles Chargers, and Johnny Smith away from the Tennessee Titans. Johnny Smith, he can line up in the backfield. He can play wide receiver. He can play slot. He's a pretty versatile tight end. Was with Tennessee last year. He killed the Bills last year when they played him in that stupid Tuesday night game. Tennessee just uh, forfeited and still mad about that. Uh, whatever. Anyway, but I'm not I'm not bitter about it. Or am I? Um, sounds like I am, but... uh. Anyway, back to the topic at hand here. Uh, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, and then at running back, they always have a crowded. They drew, it, they re-signed James White. He was rumored to be recruited by Tom Brady. I think he wanted to play Tom Brady in the Buccaneers, but uh, James White, Rex Burkhead, I believe, that left to go play in Houston. By the way, Houston has a lot of running backs now, literally like a ton with um, Philip Lindsay. Is that the Broncos? Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, they cut Duke Johnson Jr., but Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Don, uh, Dante Hilliard, and now they got Rex Burkhead as well. So that's a stack. Three really good running backs there at least, and Dante Hilliard is not bad by himself either. But, um, yeah, and then they signed the Patriots, that is. They signed um, they signed Nelson Aguilar at wide receiver and um, Kendrick Bourne at wide receiver, which everyone blew up. Like, at wide receiver, not blew up. Every, that's not the right word. Everyone overreacted when they signed Kendrick Bourne. I don't really think that he's anything special. And then Nelson Aguilar, he was okay with the Eagles. He really broke out with the Raiders last year. But towards playoff time, like last year, when they are trying to make the playoffs, apparently he blew up at some of his teammates in the locker room, in the wide receiver room, and that's not very good. That's why he left, probably, and they didn't re-sign him. Um, but, yeah, that's my... Uh, Closing statements here, closing remarks, I guess, closing remarks, I guess you could say. Oh, and they drafted Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma at running back. Sorry, I kind of blanked there. But uh, that, uh, that's why I think Cam Newton of the New England Patriots is the 31st um, second-worst quarterback in the NFL entering this year. Next at number 30, we have Drew Locke. Now, look. I have him as the third worst quarterback in the league because he's just not very good. I mean, <laughs> it explains it for himself why I have how I have him at number thirty down here. But uh, yeah, he's just he's just not that polished. He's not very good. At the end of his rookie year, he was looking promising. Okay, when um, yeah, he was looking promising. Was that the year they had Joe Flacco or Case Keenum? I think it was Joe Flacco. 
And now Joe Flacco's like a backup for the Jets or something. Behind Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's right. Because Joe Flacco went from the Ravens to the Broncos, now to the Jets. So, uh, yeah, but Drew Locke is, I know he was doing COVID last year. You know, those injuries last year. But now Drew Locke literally has no excuses. Like, no excuses at all. He needs to put it all together. A wide receiver they have. And what I see that they have Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. I know they just and then they signed Dante Pettis, I think. So Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Dante Pettis sounds familiar. And Tim Patrick is not bad at all either. Not bad at all. And then at tight end they have Noah Fant and at running back they have Melvin Gordon, even though and I know Philip Lindsay left to be that one two punch left to Houston as I just explained in the last segment with Cam Newton. Um they drafted Javante Williams from UNC. That kid is a bowling ball. If you see that one play, saw that one play against FSU, whew, oh my god. If you know, you know that was amazing. So Drew Locke is no excuses this year and then the, the with the Broncos defense, um Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, even though Von Miller is getting up there, they picked up his club option. Uh the Broncos did. They picked up his club option, team option, whatever you want to call it. But they picked up his club option and he's back with Bradley Chubb and all them. So and they still have Justin Simmons at safety who's a rising star. Where you're like a very underrated player in the league. Um but yeah, Drew Locke has no excuses, so that is why I have Drew Locke as the third worst quarterback in the NFL. If he doesn't put it all together this year it's it's time to move on. Like Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers. They're talking about Deshaun Watson without the legal trouble, and they're talking. And they uh, traded for Teddy Bridgewater from the Panthers, and they barely had to give up anything. So, I would see they're not too confident in Drew Locke, so not too attached there. So uh, that is why I have Drew Locke as the third worst quarterback in the NFL entering this twenty two thousand twenty one twenty two season. Okay, I'm going to start going through these a bit faster than than normal, like I've been going with the first few, just because I, I and everyone involved, I don't think we want to be here all day for like over an hour. So, at 29, I have rookie Zach Wilson. Now, for these rookies, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. But I will say Zach Wilson has a decent offense. They, they At running back, they signed Tevin Coleman. They still have Josh Adams, who came out of Notre Dame a few years ago. He was very underrated, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that just because I'm, not, just because I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I just think he is. And then a wide receiver, they have Jameson Crowder, still from last year. Um, they signed Corey Davis. They signed Keelan Cole. And they are rumored to sign Juju. If they did, that would have brought him to the next level, in my opinion. Oh, and they also drafted Michael Carter running back out of UNC in the fourth round. That was a steal, in my opinion. Um, him and Javante Carter formed one of the best running back duos in the, uh, not in the NFL, in the country in college football last year. Javante Williams and Michael Carter. And they have Chris Herndon at tight end. I don't know how much he can do. They still have Trayvon Wesco at tight end. They don't really use a tight end anyway, and Chris Herndon isn't that well good anyway. So he's a rookie, but he has a decent offense, so I'll give him a little leeway. He's oh, he's a few spots above the worst, but he's not the worst. So Zach Wilson of the Jets at number 29. Next at 28, we have Tua Tagovailoa of the Miami, of the Miami Dolphins. Now, coming out of Alabama a couple years ago in the 2020 draft... He was very promising. 
But then he had that hip injury because Nick Saban didn't play it safe, and he rushed him back too quick, in my opinion. He still went number um, five overall to the Dolphins that year, Um, and he proved out. I mean, he was okay, but if the Dolphins didn't have Fitzpatrick, they won 10 games. I think they would have won seven games at most, eight, but probably around seven if they didn't have Fitzpatrick. This year, they still they do have Jacoby Brissett, and this might be a hot take or whatever. But I've heard other people talk about this too, but I think Jacoby Brissett will end up starting a couple games. A couple games for Tua if he doesn't perform well, assuming Brissett doesn't get traded to the, back to the Colts for to replace Carson Wentz. That's a whole nother thing. But um, anyway, topic for another day. You've probably heard about it, though. But if Tua can't capitalize this year, he's not very good. First of all, his, he had a lot of na- knocks last year. He only had 11 touchdowns last year and 10 interceptions. That is not good whatsoever. Um, again, if they didn't have Fitzpatrick, they wouldn't have, like, borderline even competing for the playoffs. would have won seven games, like I said. Um, but if he can't come back to my topic at hand, if he didn't, if he can't capitalize this year and prove that he can do something, I mean, he looked very nervous in the pocket last year. He, this year, he has good weapons, maybe at running back, but Miles Gaskin still solid, so he has Miles Gaskin at running back. Matt Breida left for the Bills, which I'm very hyped for. I think he's going to be underrated, Bills, but um. He wasn't very good in Miami anyway, but Miles Gaskin at running back, Mike Gesicki at tight end, which, by the way, he kills the Bills. I mean, he just owns the Bills every time he plays them. So Gesicki at tight end, and at wide receiver, it's stacked. Preston Williams isn't that bad. Devontae Parker is solidified wide receiver. Last year, he popped off. Last year, he broke out. And then they drafted Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. Um, Him and Tua played one season together, I believe. Yeah, one season. And then they also assigned Will Fuller. So he has immense amount of weapons. And that defense, I know they released Kyle Vannoy, bad contract, but whatever. They still have Byron Jones at corner and Xavier Howard at corner, which, by the way, assuming they don't trade him, which I don't think they will because they'll probably want two first-round picks at least for him. I would love him on the Bills next to Tredavious White, but A, they don't have the money for that or the cast face that is or the um, assets for that. And B, like, and B, um, I think they likely Levi Wallace or Dane Jackson at that CB at that cornerback two spot opposite Tredavious White and C the Dolphins won't trade him to a division rival so that defense still I won't say stacked but it's really good they have Byron Jones Xavier Howard's cornerback one Byron Jones at cornerback two and Noah Igmiagni at cornerback three the slot corner that is slot nickel whatever you want to call it slot corner they still have Air Grow at safety uh, so yeah. And then they at linebacker they have Raekwon McMillan, Jerome Baker who they just gave a huge, big, pretty sizable extension to, and at defensive end they drafted Jalen Phillips and they still have Christian Wilkins at defensive tackle who is improving very nicely in my opinion. And they have uh, Shaq no Shaq lost got trade to the Texans, and then they have Emmanuel Ugba still he's he's decent. Good, so they got a really well-rounded team. But again, if Tua can't get it done this year, then just move on. I guess I'm not a big fan of Tua, though, as you can tell. Probably, um, I was about to put Zach Wilson ahead of him, but just because the rookie factor and Zach Wilson's a rookie, I mean, Tua he didn't look good, but Zach Wilson's only a rookie. We have no idea, so um, that's why Tua is at 28. Next at 27 on the list, we have Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, um. 
Hurts, I, I do believe in him. That's some promise, but I don't know if the Eagles believe in him. Nick Sirianni, by the way, I don't. that's kind of a questionable hire. I don't like that. I didn't like that hire for the Eagles. Offensive coordinator from the Colts. Um, but Nick Sirianni said yesterday he's still not sure who will start week one but over Jalen Hurts or someone else. But who are you going to start? They have Jalen Hurts, and then they have Joe Flacco. So, I mean, what are you going to do, Start 38-year-old Joe Flacco at this point? Um 38-year-old Joe Flacco, so I'm not really sure how that's going to work, but I... Jalen has some promise, and they rumored to get Deshaun Watson trade for him, and now they're not, but Jalen Hurts, he is an okay offense. I think Miles Sanders is overhyped. They overrated Miles Sanders at running back. They have Dallas Goddard at tight end, Zach Ertz at tight end still. Even though Zach Ertz is 30 years old, people are really, like, bagging on him way too much, bodying him way too, way too much, if you will. They're bagging him too much, in my opinion, because I think he's still really good. Like, he's he's solid still. He's really good. I know he dropped off last year, pretty much fell off the face of the earth, especially in fantasy, but he's still really good. And that receivers are not the best. Their best receivers last year were Travis Fulgham and and Jalen Rager, which was Jalen Rager wasn't even good. The Eagles are not good at drafting receivers, though. I mean, in 2019, they took Jalen Rager over DK Metcalf, which was just a horrible decision. And then in 2020, they took, um, they took, no, okay. In 2019, they took Jalen Rager over DK Metcalf. Horrible decision, obviously, now because DK Metcalf is way better. And then they, in 2020, they, they took, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. In 2019, they took J.J. Arcega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf when he was still sitting there. D.K. was, so that was very horrible. And then in 2020, they took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Very horrible decision. But in 2021, I think they finally would have gotten it right because they finally took Devontae Smith out of Alabama, who actually played with Jalen Hurts for a year um, in the championship game. He caught that pass when he was a freshman. So, but I like Jalen Hurts. And then the defense, they still got some studs on there. They got Fletcher Cox at defensive tackles, even though he might be getting up there at eight and might be getting up there in age at this point. It's still very good. And um, at corner, they still have Darius Slay. They have a very pretty old defense, but they still have good ones. So, like I said, Fletcher Cox at defensive tackle, Darius Slay at cornerback. Uh, that's their number one corner. Um, they still have Nigel Bradham. So, yeah. They have some good pieces, but their offense isn't the best, most flashiest in the NFL. But I, I like Jalen Hurts. I would give him a chance. Don't trade for. Don't start Joe Flacco. Don't trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't think the Eagles have the assets to do it anyway. Um, the Texans are asking for way too much, in my opinion. So, uh, and he has those lawsuits. I don't know how that will turn out. But anyway, that's why Jalen Hurts is at number twenty-seven. Next at 26, we got Andy Dalton of the Chicago Bears. Now listen, when Andy Dalton came in for Dak Prescott last year, he was he was really, I wouldn't say really good, but he was solid the first few weeks for Dak in place of Dak. Um, by the way, I I hear Dak is improving really well. And anyway, um, he was solid for Dak when Dak went down for a few first few weeks. He was starting, and then he just went downhill from that. I think Justin Fields. Out of Ohio State, they drafted that. They traded off to draft fields. Um, they he's sh- with eleven now. The Giants have two first round picks this year, but they sh- should Justin Fields should start. But I think Andy Dalton will start. But I think by week six or seven, or maybe a bit earlier. I think earliest Justin Fields will start is like week, honestly, like week three. 
I, I don't believe in Andy Dalton that much. They ha they're okay. I think Darnell Mooney will break out this year. David Montgomery is a bit overhyped, in my opinion. People think he's the next Saquon, or the next um, Derrick Henry, or even Christian McCaffrey, which is just not true. So, like I said, Darnell Mooney will break out. That's a name to watch. They have Allen Robinson. They traded Anthony Miller to the Texans, which he wasn't very good anyway. Um, they have Javon Wims, which... We got in a fight with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson last year. Go watch that clip. It was brutal. Um, he got suspended. Javon Williams for three games. And then he barely played after that. So, um, yeah, but... And then their defense. They, they still have a really good defense. It might not be, like, elite, but they have Eddie Goldman returning. Not from injury, but he opted out last year. And then they have, still have Cleo Mack, even though he's getting up there in age. He's really good. Um, and then... They, Cleo Mack seems like he's been in the league for longer than he has. I don't know if it's just me or not, but... He's only been in the league since, like, 2014. Seems like he's been in the league way longer than that. Not way longer, but longer than that by longer than that. And they still have so that Goldman, um, Cleo Mack, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Jackson at safety, Adrian Amos left for the Packers that year, Adrian Amos at safety, um, Kyle Fuller at cornerback, um, Jalen Johnson, he blew a lot of covers this year, but he was decently promising. Jalen Johnson out of Utah as a rookie going into his second year. So, yeah, they got some guys. But that's why I have Andy Dalton at 26. I'm not a big fan of Andy Dalton. A lot of people are, but I'm just not a big fan. Start Justin Fields, maybe not right away, but earliest week three. So, there you go. Andy Dalton at number 26. Okay, guys, I'm going to try to explain these next um, guys all the way from 24. Uh, 5 to 17 under 1 minute. So let's get started. Rapid fire. So, because this episode's kind of dragging on. Too long, in my opinion. Um, Next at 25, we got Sam Darnold of the Carolina Panthers. That defense will help him. I think Brian Burns will break out. Um, Yeah, I think Brian Burns will break out. They they drafted... Uh, What's his name? Mm, shoot. I don't remember. I don't remember the pan rookie Panthers corner that drifted, but the offense of Sam Darnold, they got Christian McCaffrey turning running back, who's a beast, obviously. Robbie Anderson, very underlooked wide receiver. DJ Moore, very underlooked wide receiver. Ian Thomas at tight end. If they drafted Kyle Pitts, that would be great, but they didn't. Anyways, that's why I have Sam Darnold at number 25. So at number f 24, we got Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, that defense carries them because they have... Um, Nick Bosa, or uh, no, Arik Armstead. Yeah, Nick Bosa, Arik Armstead, um, D Ford. Even though I think they should cut or trade him, probably cut him. And then that deep secondary, Richard Sherman. After the rest video, probably won't resign. Probably won't sign with our team for for a while. He might just sit out this year. That's my prediction. He'll sit out this year. Not a firm prediction, but and then that offense, Cal Shannon can make any running back look good. So Raheem Mostert, he kind of fall, fell off after two years ago in fantasy. And then they drafted Trey Sermon, so look out for him. And they have Jeff Wilson, and they have Jermichael Hasty. So, uh, yeah, and then the receivers, they have Debo Samuel, uh, Trent Taylor still. Um, and then Brendan Ayuk, who I think is very good on upward trajectory. He's the best receiver they got, in my opinion. And then tight end, obviously, George Kittle. I think they should start Trey Lance from what I've seen at camp, start in week one right away and trade to Jimmy Garoppolo or maybe have Jimmy G as a backup. Anyways, that's why I have Jimmy G or Jimmy Garoppolo at number 24. Next, at 23, we have Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now listen, the Steelers started out 11-0 last year, but the, then they fell. They went 1-4 in the last five games. 
They lost to Ryan Finley and the Bengals. Ryan Finley, yes, that's sad. But people are acting like Big Ben, like, can't play anymore. Like, I know he has a lot of turnovers, but he throws for a ton of yards all he's in. They have decent good receivers. They brought back Juju on a cheap, cheap deal. They have Deontay Johnson. They have Chase Claypool. James, well, maybe not James Washington anymore because he just requested a trade. Because that receiver room, I admit, is a little crowded. They draft a new receiver every year. But they're very good at drafting receivers, so... uh yeah, and then at tight end, they have Eric Ebron, I guess, because Vance McDonald retired, so they're only legit tight ends. Eric Ebron at running back. They still have Jalen Samuels. Um, they drafted Najee Harris. So uh, their offense is pretty – I'd say it's underlooked, underrated. And then um, well, and then their defense is still intact. They have T.J. Watt, who I think they'll get an extension done soon, like very soon, like maybe like towards the end of camp here. And the training – Steelers training camp is, so they have T.J. Watt. They have Cameron Sutton at slot corner. Mike Hilton left, so Cameron Sutton will have to... Actually, Cameron Sutton will have to move from slot to outside because Mike Hilton left. And then um, at safeties, they have Terrell Edmonds, brother of Tremaine Edmonds. Twin, actually. Twin of Tremaine Edmonds. And then they still have up front, they still have Cameron Hayward at defensive tackle. So they're looking good. So that's why I have Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger at number 23. Next at 22, we have Carson Wentz of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, he just got injured out 5 to 12 weeks. That, yes, that's a pretty big window. If you didn't see it, Mike Vrabel made fun of the window, recovery window. And Quentin Nelson, uh, maybe the top guard. No, he is the top guard in the NFL. Will miss 5 to 12 weeks as well. So, there's rumors that the Colts might trade for Nick Foles. Cause Nick Foles is, like, supposedly the, if Carson Wentz is savior. He kind of is. That's the only reason they won the Super Bowl that year. Because Nick Foles is pretty much, for all intents and purposes, third string in Chicago. Because the starter will be Andy Dalton. Backup will be Justin Fields. Third string will be Nick Foles. So they can afford to trade him. Um, but honestly, he might be moved down after this. They hit Carson Wentz. They have Michael Pittman Jr. They have Paris Campbell. I really like Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, um, they have Zach Pascal. They have T.Y. Hilton still, even though he's getting up there. He's still a sir, very he's sir, solid. And then at running back, they have Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Jordan Wilkins, Naeem Hines. And then that defense overperformed a few years ago, but that last year, Andrew Luck played. Um, or Jacoby Brissett could be traded back to the Colts from the Dolphins um, if they want to replace Carson Wentz for that time. But Phillip Rivers could also come out of retirement late in the year or early, he said. He's not post-it said, so, uh, yeah. That's why I have Carson Wentz at number 22. Next, at number 21, we have Jameis Winston. Now, he, I don't know. If Taysom Hill wants the job over him, that's stupid. But Pey Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill for some stupid reason. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He can barely throw, okay? Um, they should have started um, Jameis Winston in those six weeks where he was out. Uh, Drew Bre he, meaning Drew Brees, was out, but they started Taysom Hill. That was a stupid decision. But James Winston, his weapons, I mean, at tight end, they don't really have a tight end. Um, Oh, Adam Troutman, people are in fantasy, like, oh, I'll draft him in the second round, third round at the latest. Like, he'll be great. I'm not doing it. And Marcus Callaway, too. Their receiver core is awful. Thinnest in the NFL. Mm, maybe them and the Lions, but debatable. Um, Marcus Callaway, Tracon Smith, and Chris Hogan came out of retirement or something and he was playing lacrosse or something i have no idea but everyone's acting like they're going to be the best i mean their defense is okay but 
people are overvaluing Marcus Callaway and Adam Troutman. They'll say they break out. I don't think so. But on their defense, they still have Demario Davis. They re-signed Quan Alexander after after trading for him, then cutting him, and then re-signing him for cheap. I think it was like a one-year, three million dollar deal, very cheap deal, team friendly deal. So I uh, got Quan Alexander back. Um, at cornerback, they have Marshawn Lattimore, overrated in my opinion. They have Eli Apple too who got cut from the Giants and signed with the Saints a couple years ago. And, uh, yeah, they didn't draft a receiver in the draft this year, which was very stupid. They were rumored to get Elijah Moore, but they didn't. So uh, that is why Jameis... By the way, Alvin Kamara is going to get a ton, a ton of action because the receivers aren't very good. Jameis, Jameis doesn't have the best arm strength downfield. And their tight end is okay. So draft Kamara in fantasy. I don't even think about it. If you have the first pick... Um, draft him if you some how there by the second or even third pick you group up and draft him he's going to get a ton of touches especially in PPR leagues I mean he's going to be a beast so that is why Jameis Winston is at number 21 next at number 20 on the list here we have Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions now, I don't know why people are hating on Jared Goff so much and dragging on him I, I, he's good. He's not elite, okay? he's not that Super Bowl year Jared Goff but he's had very good seasons Good, very good seasons ever since he's been in the league, other than his rookie year, maybe. But um, I don't think he'll turn to that form ever again the Super Bowl year. Cause, um, but the Lions, literally the only names they have, not e- relatively big names they have, are DeAndre Sift at running back and um, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. But they also signed Jamal Williams. I don't know why anyone would want to go to Detroit, but they also signed Jamal Williams. I wanted him for the Bills really bad, but Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, him and Aaron Jones, he had to leave, though, because A.J. Dillon was coming up, too, so now the Packers have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. But back to the um, Jared Goff at 20 and the Lions, um, if they if DeAndre Swift goes out, I'm comfortable with having Jamal Williams, but their receiver core, them and the Saints, are it's debatable for who has the worst and thinnest receiving core, as you could say. The Lions literally have, they, they have Bashad Perriman. They have Bashad Perriman, Jamal, Jamal Agnew signed the Jaguars, didn't he? Yeah, they have Bashad Perriman, and that's literally all I think they have. Like, literally. I'm not even kidding. Like, that's the only one I know. Uh, they neglected to draft a wide receiver this year, which was very stupid in my opinion. But instead, they got Penny Sewell, which I don't know how he dropped them. Their offensive line is pretty good, actually. They got Frank Ragnow at center, Penny Sewell at right or left tackle, and then T- Taylor Decker at guard. They got a really good offensive line. And they could draft one this year, too, with maybe Evan Neal or something um, for 2022 NFL draft. But, yeah, that's why I have Jared Goff at number twenty. Yeah, number 20 on the list. He just doesn't have any weapons in his defense. Jeff Okuda at corner was very disappointing last year, but again, he was injured. But still, very disappointing. And they don't dare slay anymore. Traded him to the Lions a couple years ago. But yeah, that's why I have Jared Goff at number 20. Next, at 19, we have Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now listen, I know he's a rookie, but he's not Zach Wilson, okay? I had Zach Wilson all the way down at 29, but he's not Zach Wilson. For some reason, people aren't believing in Trevor Lawrence. Like, a lot of people. Now, yes, I don't think Urban Meyer will succeed. He's a college coach. I don't think that was a good hire. Um, the NFL is totally different than college. Nick Saban tried to do it for a year. He said he was never going to go back to college football. 
leave the Dolphins. And then he did because they didn't sign Drew Brees. And he was mad, so he left to Alabama. And now look at him. But anyway, tap again hand here. Trevor Lawrence, his defense is kind of shaky. But they do have CJ Henderson at corner. And they just drafted Tyson Campbell at corner. So that's a nice little duo there. And they still have Miles Jack at linebacker. Um, Calais Campbell left for the Ravens a um, couple of years ago. But they still have Miles Jack. They still have Miles Jack. They still have, um, like I said, Tyson Campbell and CJ C. J. Henderson. Sorry about that. CJ Henderson, quarterback duo for the future. And the, they also have some good offensive weapons, too. They signed Marvin Jones Jr. away from the Lions. Okay? Um, even though Keelan Cole left, they signed Marvin Jones Jr., like I just said. They have DJ Chark. So, yeah, they got some pretty good weapons. Tight end, they have, like, they don't really have a tight end. But um, running back, they have James Robinson. By the way, I feel so bad for him because even though I've heard in camp that they've been playing Travis Etienne at um, slot receiver a lot, he can do it. He's a very good receiving back. But I don't understand that pick at 25. I think the Bills would have taken him if he was still available. I would be overjoyed if they would have been overjoyed if they did. But James Robinson now he'll get overshadowed. For undrafted rookie, he had a thousand yards last year. A thousand a little over a thousand yards last year and like five uh six or seven touchdowns I think. So uh yeah I just feel bad for him now. But anyway I think Trevor Lawrence will Trevor Lawrence will succeed but Urban Meyer might hold him back a bit but I don't know why people aren't believing in him. So that's why I have Trevor Lawrence at number nineteen. Next, second to last guy of the quarterback rankings here. Um, of the bottom half, at least, 32 through 17, we have at 18, Derek Carr of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Now, there's been rumors for, like, honestly, three or four years that, oh, they're going to move on from Derek Carr, especially when John Gruden and Mike Mayock came in. Oh, they're going to drift this guy in the draft. Oh, they're going to... I think after this year, they finally do it. Marcus Mariota, I think, won't start a couple of games, but... I think they're going to use him in a lot of packages, similar like a Taysom Hill type, because Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota is very athletic. At Oregon, he was awesome. His second year in the league, he absolutely popped off. Yeah, I remember very vividly that one play where he, the Chiefs were playing against, by the Chiefs used to have the worst playoff luck and the worst get, like gadget plays run against them, but the Chiefs batted down a pass, and then Marcus Mariota caught it. You can't throw up for that. It's an illegal forward pass if you do. But he caught it and ran it in for the touchdown. So that was good. But I think Derek Carr, he, he doesn't really have a lot of weapons. They cut Tyrell Williams. Oh, that was the guy the Lions had at receiver. Bashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams was still horrible. Like, not even bad, just horrible. Um, Back to the Raiders, though. He lost Nelson Aguilar. They still have Darren Waller and Foster Moreau at tight end. Especially Darren Waller is a beast. There's only three tight end, elite tight ends in the league. Travis Kelsey's one, George Kittle's two, um, Darren Waller's three, okay? Mark Andrews, Robert Tunyon, and TJ Hawkinson, Johnny Smith, Hunter Honey are not elite. They're borderline, a couple of them, but they're not elite. So Derek Carr doesn't really have any weapons. Josh Jacobs and I think Kenny and Drake, I think people are overreacting to that signing. I think he'll be a huge factor at running back. But anyway, Derek Carr doesn't really have any weapons, but first half of the season... Derek Carr, he, he's either underrated in your eyes or overrated. Not many people. There's no in-between with him. So, uh, yeah, it's no happy medium. But Derek Carr, I have at 18. Next, last guy in the bottom half. And for today's episode of the quarterback rankings, we have at number 17, Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. Now, that this is 
the player, remember from that Hail Mary where he threw? He's got sneaky good arm strength, by the way. I know he's known for his mobility, but he's got sneaky good arm strength. To DeAndre Hopkins, I don't. That's a nightmare of a Bills fan. Like I don't even want to relive that. That Hail Mary. If you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know what I'm. You know the play. Um, if you're a really, if you're a Bills fan, or even better, yeah, a Cardinals fan. Um, I don't know how that happened, but anyway, Kyler Murray. He does have a promising future, in my opinion. I think he is a tad, a tad overrated. People are um thinking he can be, he can win a Super Bowl with the Cardinals within the next like. Two or three, three to five years. I don't think he could do that. Maybe, but they their receiver core is really good. Andy Isabella might not even make the roster. Hakeem Butler, um, they transition in tight end. They have him. Charles Clay. They have him at tight end. Do they? Yeah, they have Charles Clay and Hakeem Butler at tight end. Um, so they don't really utilize tight ends, and that's kind of good because they don't really have any good tight ends. Um. Hakeem Butler's a bot. Well, not really a bust, because he was taken in, like, the third round of the 2019 NFL draft. Is a wide rec- he was a wide receiver coming out of Arizona State, I believe. Um, so, yeah, but they have a lot of good receivers. They still have DeAndre Hopkins. They still have Christian Kirk, who's underrated, in my opinion. DeAndre Hopkins one of the type top. He, I think, okay, here's my, um, here is my top throughout his year in the NFL real quick. Now we're on the topic of DeAndre Hopkins. One, DeAndre Hopkins. Two, Devontae Adams. Three, Stefan Diggs. I think you can order however you want, but I don't think Diggs is number one. But, uh, yeah, so one, Hopkins. Two, Adams. Three, Diggs. Whatever. I used to think I used to think it went Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas. I used to think, like, if you don't have that order, you're crazy. Not the same order, but if you don't have some extent of that, you're crazy. But, uh, yeah, the, in the Cardinals draft, Rondale Moore this year, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, that defense is improving. They have Byron Move, Byron Murphy, Byron Murphy, who I'm very impressed with. Um, and, yeah, um, that's why I have Kyler Murray, number 17. He isn't the best, but I think he does have a bright future. Maybe not a Super Bowl future, but I think he has a bright future. So, Kyler Murray clocks in, comes in at number 17. All right, everyone, that wraps out. That wraps up the bottom half of my quarterback rankings heading into 2021-22 season this year. Football season is right around the corner. I cannot wait. So we did 32 through 17 in this episode. Next week's episode, preseason's the whole or no, wait. Next week's episode, we will be going top half of my quarterback rankings, um, 17 through 1. I'm very excited and looking forward to that a lot, immensely, a lot. So I hope you guys look forward to that. Um, I, I know I will, and I hope you come back for those the top half of my quarterback rankings. All right, everyone, I think that wraps it up for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed um, listening to me today talk about sports and other things that I enjoy, everything in between. So, uh, yeah, I hope you come back next week for the next episode of Around the Slates. It's always a blast to interact with you guys and have fun. Anyways, as always, stay sliced.